the show, everybody. Uh, so normally we take the first 10 minutes or so, sometimes longer, to uh, greet everybody uh, and uh, just kind of go through some things. But we're going to keep things rolling tonight and get straight into our topic. Um, stay tuned for the end. We're going to do our little giveaway. But until then, we're going to go through a brief history of the other whiskey. There's, there's right? more than one whiskey? What? It's actually the original whiskey. Yeah, actually, the, original. the other UK whiskey. Is this where it all started? Um, I think so, like 1300s or something, that's what I heard. Way back in the day. You know what's Dinosaurs awesome? Dinosaurs are around. They didn't want to share that either. No. <laughs> Still don't. But no. this is also a good thing that came from that region, which you're drinking, and I'm getting ready to partake in another one. Happy Thursday, gentlemen. Happy Thursday. Let's start this off right. Multitasking. Meanwhile, Sean and I are drinking Ishkabaha. What is Ishkabaha? What in the world? Aquavite. Aquavite? Water of life. Water of life. So, how did this all get started? How did we, we end did? up in this basement? <laughs> yeah, actually, we wouldn't be here if it didn't start back then, right? Yeah, we, we started with Scotch, but apparently Irishes were going on before then. You think? A wee bit? Back in the 1300s, I think? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, like mid-1300s, I think, was the first uh, recorded... Uh, mention there was a chieftain that died and and they mentioned him him having a dram basically uh, when they were talking about him I, passing away. I don't away, think the so. skills were quite as industrial. <laughs> no, I, I don't think they were like that. Might have killed you, maybe made you blind. So, but that that just makes you tougher. yeah. No, they did have <laughs> might have vaccinated you. <laughs> they did have stills way before that, so they were distilling like medicinal things and. So this started Herbs with the priests. Spices. Yes, essentially, yeah. Priests and friars, they were the they were distilling out uh, herbal remedies and just essential kind of oils yeah, and, those and kinds experimenting of with that stuff. And then they realized that you could also get drunk on that. And oh, that that's a great stuff. experiment. That's a nice, <laughs> that's a nice pleasant better. twist. <laughs> but before we fast forward into the you know later days or more current times, what happens with whiskey in Ireland, right? You said something about them taxing it way before anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not only- Gotta get your money. That's exactly what I'm saying. Now now we got this good juice. Well, well we gotta make some money out of it, right? Well, and, and that kind of happened throughout the world. Like, you know, there's a lot of illicit distilling. It happened in the United States. You know, there's the Whiskey Rebellion. And, you know, so there's a lot of, of history repeating itself in the whiskey world. Taxation, you know, maybe. <laughs> government wants their cut. You know, they realize that it is a way for people to make money and they want to regulate it and they want to make sure that they get their share. So, you know, Irish whiskey was no exception. And long back in the day, they started uh, taxing. And the taxing process was based off the amount of malted barley that you were using uh -huh. in your distillate. Yeah. So, Irishmen being Irishmen decided that they were going to skirt that little law by throwing in just enough unmalted barley so that the ratio made Still it good. so that it wasn't taxable. <laughs> but, you know, you had to be careful because if you put in too much, it, it wasn't good because yeah. um, it's not, basically there's no soluble sugars. Yeah, the sugars and, don't, and you don't get the yield out of it. Exactly. What, so, the other grains? Right. Okay. So the reason you malt is it tricks the grain into starting to grow sure. and the releases enzymes to convert the starch into sugars. Mm -hmm. And the sugars are what the yeast eats to make your alcohol. But if you haven't converted the starch to sugar, there is no Correct. sugar to eat. So they're skirting the taxation laws by using different grains. Okay. So they're not well, using... Well, unmalted grain. Okay. Yeah. Um, but are they being regulated at the time? 
When does regulation really come into effect in, I mean, in, in Irish? I mean, I don't know that, because it's two different things. Like, honestly, all they really, yes. all they were concerned about was getting their taxes. For the, yeah, there was no uh, Irish Whiskey Association. Right, you know. I mean, you know, a hundred years ago, we were putting cocaine in our sodas and handing them I to mean, kids. I, so. it, it, could be, it could be argued that they were actually regulating it in a way by, by the amount of but, barley, because they, I find that interesting. They weren't doing it by the yield of, of whiskey that's being right. made. You know, you made so many gallons. No, 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 no. It's how much they barley were doing did you use? How much, how much malted Malted. That's the key, though, because then right. they switched it up, right? They, they switched stopped. up and said, hold on, guys. Why don't we, guys being all the Irish whiskey peat makers, yeah. whatever, said, hey, let's, let's change up the process, right? Instead of distilling this, let's do pot stills and use unmalted barley and malted barley, which is what a lot of Irish whiskey is made up of. Today. Today, and blends, of course, when you sure. put corn and everything else, but just, you know, ultimately it's unmalted and malted barley, or, or just single malt. Yeah, interesting. So then you fast forward a little bit, and we get to the, what I like to refer to as the Great Schism, right? Yes. So, the Great Schism! So Mr. Mr. Coffee and his magical still. Aha. Uh, so... Well, that guy. He, uh... I mean... To be honest, genius, right? Totally genius. Like, Drink you know, that, he, man. I, I heard, I heard somebody Casino. compare him to the Henry Ford of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I mean, it's it's totally a legitimate comparison. You're talking about uh, somebody who invented a process that reduced the labor and greatly sped up the process of making whiskey, just like. You know Henry Ford and his assembly line yeah. to the automobile, sure. so it allowed them to continuously run the still uh, as long as you wanted to, basically. Just keep that, running that, was, that was the amazing thing is in yeah you can just continue to add beer to it and it'll continue to put out whiskey. Whereas with all the pot stills, you have to clean add your whiskey. You got to boil out to a certain point, then you got to dump it and clean it and pour more in. I mean, yeah, it just it's it's crazy. Well, it it's efficient. So much more labor intensive versus. His still. Yeah. Uh, but when he took it to the Irish whiskey makers, they didn't want anything to do with it. They, they thought it was, you know, so he, blasphemy, basically. Like, it, it wasn't what they were doing. And I found that interesting when comparing what happens in the world of scotch and a lot of whiskey worlds. The, the innovation is kind of stifled because we do things this way, right? Mm -hmm. And that was what the Irish whiskey producers were, were all about. We make our whiskey like this. So your newfangled contraption can hit the road. And so that's what he did. And he took it right over to Scotland and the Scots were like, bring it, it looks on. good to us, bring man. It. We're, we're, you know, it's cheaper, better, faster. Let's give this thing a try. And so <laughs> blended scotch was invented. I'm not invented. sure that's their exact words, but. <laughs> but blended Maybe. scotch was invented. And all of a sudden you had a whiskey that was far less expensive than their competitors in Ireland. And they're just going to run them out of business, basically. They got you drunk just as fast. So, so. so you yeah. you go from hundreds of distilleries in Ireland down to about, what, two or three? Almost. Well, yeah, I mean, so it was almost The 1900s, over. there were like 30 different distilleries, early 1900s, and just like Scotland and everything else, right? They go through the 1900s and then they get mothball, et cetera. Mm -hmm. By the late 90s, there was only like two. I think it was... Um, Bushmills. Oh, two pot stills. It was, it was two pot stills. Yeah, oh, right. two pot stills. Two pot stills, Sterling. That was uh, Redbreast and uh, Greenspot. Green mm -hmm. Well, the other thing that happened during that period of time was Prohibition. Well, you had a lot of influx of Irish coming to the States, mm -hmm. and they drank Irish whiskey, and Irish yeah, whiskey right, was in demand. And then the Roaring Twenties hit, Prohibition hit, and cut so, off the flow, 
And I, I didn't realize this until I started doing some research on it, but there was a lot of bootleggers that if they couldn't get Irish whiskey, they just gave you whiskey with an Irish sounding name and told you it was Irish. Yeah, <laughs> so nice. I, it was so just, just still in Canada or the, something. The <laughs> downside of that was that you ended up with some really subpar whiskeys oh, yeah. being associated with the Irish whiskey label. Right. And so I, that kind of, it sounds like, kind of took a dent in their, you know, reputation around the In this period the of time, States. is this where the, the different spelling comes from as well? So interestingly enough, the, so the Scottish are making blended scotch and the Irish kind of took a front to it. And so they changed the name, the spelling of whiskey to differentiate their more quality product with what they saw as a very inferior beverage. In fact, there was a whole big legal thing that went on for a long time and, and the government had to come and do like basically an inquiry into whether or not this was actually whiskey, whether it could actually be called whiskey because of, you know, it was a different process. Like, is this actually whiskey? Should right. we name it something right. else? And so when that process got resolved and they said, yes, actually, we're going to let this be called whiskey, that was when the Irish changed and added the E. And added the E. And so we speculate that that actually is why it's spelled that way in the States as well, right? Because the United I, States uses an E. Did you say Japan? No, I think Japan, I think Japan and Scotland are the ones that don't use the E. I know Scotland doesn't, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I think something like that. Maybe... Whiskey, uh, Japan does not use an E. Yeah. There you go. So Scotland. But every, pretty much everywhere else is E-Y. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we know there's a big difference between Irish whiskey and scotch between, with the spelling. Well, but we, there's also other differences. Oh, it's, there's sure. a lot of differences, right. right? And then some of it is just based off of, and we kind of hit a little bit, just the distillation, right? Which is a lot in your wheelhouse as far as how Scotland distills versus, I mean, similarities, right? But pot stills are, are different. Yeah. Well, I mean, pots, so... You will not see a pot still scotch. That is not a distinction that that yeah. scotch uses. Okay. I mean, what, um, is, what is a pot still? Well, so pot still is just basically a big, a big copper pot with a, a line arm on it to gather the whiskey. It's just, it's a single. You add your beer to it, you boil it, and distill off what you want, and you throw the rest away. So that's essentially what a pot still is—a single uh, distillation. And but a pot still. Whiskey is different because it's got, it's got in, in Ireland, it's got a distinction between what grains you're using. So a pot still Irish whiskey that's greater than 30% malted barley, greater than 30% unmalted barley, and, um, and, and the, the balance are other grains, other cereal grains. Okay. So it could be corn, corn. probably not corn, mostly oats and yeah. rye and those kind of things to add flavor and body and other things to the, to the whiskey. Okay. But they're only 30% malted barley, even though they're a pot still whiskey. So, so it's a combination of the ingredients as well as the distillation process. But most Irish whiskeys, and I say most because I, I don't know if it's true if all of them are, are triple distilled. As not it, all of them are. It's not I, a requirement to be an it, Irish whiskey. It, it, it kind of was the normal triple distilled because they're known for being... You can say it. Don't say well, that and, word. And lighter and, and cleaner. Lighter and crisper and, and yeah. cleaner. But that's because it tripled. I mean, if, if Scotch did that, oh my gosh, I mean... Well, well some do. I'm, uh, well, Auchentoshan and yeah. um, Springbank, Hazelburn, and Longrow, one of them does two and a half yeah. times. I think Springbank is the two and a half times. Yeah. Yeah. They can get away with it, though. Is there I still haven't figured out the two and a half. But, yeah. I, I, I knew that at one point. I need to go back and look at that. You but, did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We yeah. talked about how they take part of the mash and 
put it back in and do it again. Yeah, whatever. But so let's get into to more of the what what does it take to be an Irish whiskey? All right, obviously made in Ireland. Start so there. I know Dr. Scotch has a has some information on essentially the the distilled down version of what makes an Irish versus a Scotch. All right. Are there Mid just are there just hard and fast rules like yeah. like Scotland has? Um, Scotch obviously has rules. Three years it has to yep. age and. Just, and they're very similar. Okay. They're well, very similar, and but they're to the point now where it's it's, you know, it's a regional product. So much like Scotch, it's got to have and bourbon and everything else. They want a distinction. You've got to follow along with these rules right. because they want to protect. You know, they don't want what happened during Prohibition to, to happen again. in modern times. You know, right. they they want to make sure that an Irish whiskey, if you label it an Irish whiskey, it better be an Irish whiskey. So. So let, let, let me do me a favor here, Drew, and scroll up just a wee bit because I, I know we've got uh, Dr. Scotch in the green room. Oh, that way you mean? Down. Yeah. Down. <laughs> so um, so a I couple of things that I think we talked about before Dr. Scotch is number one, the climate and the age. Yeah. So when I was researching it, I didn't, I guess I didn't really think that it would be that much warmer, but I guess Ireland is a lot warmer than it is up in Scotland. I guess, part, especially part of the mountainsides, when you get up to Orkney, I would I definitely can see that. But because of that, it ages faster, right? Which kind of makes sense, I guess, because climate well, yeah, and environment. Sure. I mean, look at well, bourbons, yeah, that, that's why bourbons age right. quicker, because it's a warmer environment. But I see a, a, a stat up here you have on the screen. Irish has to be under 94.8% ABV, ABV barreling. That's huge. 94.8, not proof. 94.8% right. ABV. That is actually the easiest trope of distilling alcohol. That, that when you distill, you cannot exceed 95% no. ABV. <laughs> because so the azeotrope is a point where when you're distilling water and alcohol, you can, you, you will preferentially distill the ethanol out. But when you get up to 95%, the water will come out at the same rate and you can never get above 95% alcohol by, by a single distillation process. You can overproof and then get higher, but in general, in a single distillation, you can't get above that. Is there? I, I've never heard of huh. such a requirement on Scotch. Well, there I is. I don't know. Depending on who you talk to, um, the distillation process for Scotch gets up gets up to there, but their barreling levels are lower. Typically, yeah, their well, barreling lowers. I thought were typically around sixty-eight percent. Yeah, well, typically. because they a lot of times they will swap barrels around to to protect you know the distillery in case there's a fire or a problem or whatever. But if you're if you and I are swapping barrels, it helps if your barrel is equal to my barrel off the get-go, so we don't have to be like, well, you can hold my barrel, I'm gonna hold your barrel, but you got to give me a couple hundred bucks. That sounds your, really weird. Your barrels not weird. as you know yeah. what I mean. So if I'm everybody's swapping barrels with but you, if no. everybody's <laughs> got the same proof in their barrel and the barrel's the same size, then you don't have to worry but about. But that's it. not by law. By law, it can be up to ninety-four point eight. Okay. All right, I, I just saw that, that bullet there that, from the research that was done here. And, it just, yeah, and, and as far as stills go, I mean, uh, pot stills, uh, coffee stills are, are legal in both True. both countries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you want to talk about the wood. Irish whiskey, no different than scotch? Uh, well, let's let's talk about the age first. So because the climate is warmer in Ireland, they age faster. Sure. Um, now... So Tip, you can drink them sooner, basically. You can ascend, well, is it what's no, the you age can't limit? drink them sooner because the age limit on both is three years. Okay. You, there cannot be but Irish a, whiskey, but it gets more barrel influence in those three years. So okay. a three-year-old Irish and a three-year-old Scotch. Typically. That's right. That's, right. that's why. Typically I, will be 
smoother and you know that's why so, most people say would say that scotch in general is a more complex whiskey because of the longevity it takes of, a long time it takes to a get long time to get the stuff out of the barrel and whatever else you're going to do to it so i'm i i'm picturing the map and i'm thinking you know i don't know that far it's from scotland that much, so you're yeah. telling me the climate is different but it you is. also have the gulf stream that that's comes right. up and hits ireland that's which exactly brings it. different weather so i'll 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 defer to that's that that's what they were talking about when i was researching as well as okay the gulf. the gulf stream comes up and really brings helps. warm water yeah i mean where a company I work for has has a plant down near Cork, near Cork and Kinsale, where um, it actually it's it's a it's a summer resort on oh, the yeah. south end of Ireland. It's right. warm and pleasant and beaches and boating and all that kind of stuff down there. Yeah. Okay, so the that's Florida the, of Ireland. The yeah. Florida. <laughs> Just a tip. Yeah. <laughs> Got a bunch of old people and uh, <laughs> um, alligators. So age is is. is they both have a three-year age requirement, but that three years is going to affect Irish whiskey more than it does scotch, is what you were saying. Yes. All right. So then we're, we're going to move into yes. what kind of woods can they use? Interesting perspective. So scotch, which is what we're most familiar with, requires oak wood. Yep. You need to age it in oak barrels. You can finish it. Finish it whatever you want. Whatever right. you want. You can use peach wood if you want. But, 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 gotta, but don't. But don't. 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 don't try. <laughs> but, you, but you have to age it. In oak barrels. In Scotland, it needs to be aged in a wood barrel. Doesn't, doesn't wood matter bar what type of barrel. A wood barrel. A wood barrel. Cherry. Wait, did you say Scotland? That's Ireland. Ireland. So in Ireland, it's got to be in a wood barrel. Right, right. okay. Is, okay. There, is there another kind of barrel? Well, there's stainless I mean, steel barrels or yeah. iron barrels or plastic barrels. or. I wouldn't age them in iron. You, know, you don't get a whole lot of flavor. <laughs> you don't get much metal, clay metallic. Yeah. Clay. Clay. Who does that? Okay. That's so, so it could be cherry wood, it could be oak, it could be peach? pine. You know, I don't know if like pine. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some beach. <laughs> Last glass of whiskey you ever drank. Yeah, yeah I'm done. Yeah, so so that's I don't know that's but, but at the end of the day, whether obviously this is not we don't know all the different bottlings that have the different woods, but the difference is is that that's a pretty big difference. I mean there's more variety in Irish whiskey and as far as barreling than there is. Yeah, because it, it doesn't say it has to be first use. It doesn't say it has to be a pre-finished with something else. You're up to your own. I would be very interested to do more research just on that. Uh, only because, yeah. you know, all of the... the I, I actually read a lot about the different oak species that are used. Yeah. And it's interesting how well that particular wood works for aging Absolutely. whiskey it is really and ideal. it would be interesting to see like you know if you aged it in cherry or pecan or you know some uh, like a weird wood like what sort of interaction do you get what sort of like negative and positive things occur with those yep. different wood species i had a question in regards to the wood uh, the finishing then so there are some strict laws in scotland about finishing and what kinds of barrels you can use right? not as strict as it used to yeah, be yeah just loosen up a wee bit yeah, yeah. you're right but does uh does irish whiskey have the same kind i don't of think so because why would they have that if they're going to have you can pick whatever wood barrel i don't know i i've never seen an irish whiskey that's been finished in a tequila barrel i, I well that's but a now you can do it now I mean, they're known for scotch. smooth that'd be like smooth with a kick in the ass <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know if I'd... Although, uh, I, I will say that the tequila finished one that we had was actually pretty bad. good. The Doers, right. the the doers, doers did a good not job. not bad, yeah. Moscow, whatever. Yeah. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. How about that? No, they did it right for 30 bucks. All right, so, so that's a very interesting differentiation. It is. I, I'm fascinated by that. And may, maybe if we look at comments later, we can talk through if there are some people well, that And we're going to get to some comments here yeah. in a little bit, but we're trying to get through yeah. some of the stuff. So we talked about um, a little bit of history. Did we talk about this? Distillation, we kind of did, right? We hit most of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I can use any dis So ingredients, and we did wood, we did climate, age. Really, we're talking a little bit more geeky now, I think, as far as kind of getting into more of the, and you talked about it with like enzymes the or something. Enzyme too. Yeah. yeah, let's get down into the weeds, but we need some help for that. Where's the doc? Dr. Scotch might help with that. Bring let's the go doc. Around. I understand you talk about Irish whiskey. We are. We are. We're actually going to drink one. We are. What are we going to drink? We want. We got a super chat real quick, guys. We want to say hi real quick. It says, just because she loves us. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Appreciate that. I'll take some of whatever you're pouring. How about one of these? I'll take one of those. Wow. Ardbeg? Whoa, wait. Yeah, it's an Ardbeg. Oh, I'm not sure about Ardbeg right now. Ardbeg? No, I'm going to go with your Tolmore. That's not an Ardbeg, buddy. Yeah, I'll try the Tolmore. We tip on that, please. Oh, it's Jameson. It's the Jameson. Oh, the Jameson? Right out of the gate? Yeah, well, okay. whatever, man. We're going in. So, so, so this is the Jameson. What is it? What are we drinking? Fifteen-year-old um, millennial bottle. Yes. Yes. This is uh, actually, if you <sighs> stick around, you Ooh. might be the lucky recipient of a sample of this guy. Mm. Um, Woo, we'll let's talk about it later. It's uh, it's very special bottle. Though. I'm the air so, up a little bit. So, what you got for us, Doc? Doc, talk to us about this whole enzyme thing, and I, I, it's um, I'm lost. Interesting thing. So one thing that's unique about, uh, or the difference between Scotch and Irish, is the use of enzymes. So what you'll see here on your screen in a second, which I'm going to trust uh, our tech guy to there put it up is. there. All right. So there's a couple things. These are some similarities and differences between Scotch and Irish whiskeys. Um, what I want to talk about right now is the thing that I've got highlighted in um, yellow, and then the line right beneath it. So. Scotch whiskey is made from water and malted barley, to which only whole grains of other cereals may be added. So, there, so it starts with malted barley, you can add other barley. grains. Make sure everybody knows what malted barley is. What's the difference between barley and malted so barley? So malted barley, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But we'll get to okay. that. You're skipping ahead. In uh, Irish, you have a mash of malted cereals with or without whole grains of other cereals. So malted barley is not a requirement. You need a malted cereal. So, um, and then in addition to that, you have on the, on the Scotch side, you have converted at a distillery to a fermentable substrate only with endogenous enzyme systems. What? Uh, so stuff that's in the grain itself. In the grain itself. Whereas. Did you really get that out of that? With Irish, you have saccharified, which is basically converted to sugars, with um, enzymes Malt so contained good. therein with or without natural enzymes. So what you are allowed to do with Irish whiskeys is put, it's not, not artificial, they're natural enzymes, oh. but you 
you supplement enzymes into the, the mash as opposed to using only enzymes that are in the grain itself. Is there a, a limit to how much they can put in? I mean, I, no. I, so I, I guess the thing that I'm picking up is scotch, you have malted barley or malted grain, right? Mal um, malted barley, yeah. And, and it's all malted, so you have, you've converted all of the starch to sugars as much as you possibly can. Whereas with Irish, you've got some grains that, that have not been malted. If you're adding in the enzyme, does that convert some of those starches exactly. to sugars? So the beauty of barley is it's really efficient at, in that malting process. It will, um, let's go to the presentation. There's a, there's a slide I want to show about the right grain here? itself. Nope, next slide. This one? Um, yeah, so, so when, you, when you run a, a malt, when you malt a, a grain, um, you've got, we're gonna, we're not, I'm not going to go through the anatomy too much, except the endosperm is where all the sugars are and starch, or all the starches are, and you've got a hull. Now, on the right there, you see what's going on there is as you add water, so on the bottom you have the uh, H2O imbition, where imbibition, where it brings water into the cell. And what that does is it starts a process where the, the grain will create enzymes. So it's creating, it's going through DNA and RNA to create amylase. Amylase is the enzyme that actually breaks down those starches into sugars and then you can ferment. So in a, if in a normal or in a normal seed, when, it, when you're gonna grow a plant, it converts it to starches and then to sugars, then you grow the, the acrospire there that creates the rootlets and you create this, the spike and it grows out of the grain. So that, that's kind of what's going on is there, these amylases are important. Barley is really good at making amylase. Now, and so that's the key. Other grains aren't as good at that. Slackers. In, in addition, <laughs> um, what the what barley is also good at, it's got a strong hull that protects that acrospire as it's starting to grow. Don't like bull. And, and if, if the acrospire gets broken up in the molding process, the grain molds and it doesn't convert. Ah, mold, no good. Mold, no mold. good on the mold. So, so barley is great about creating the enzymes and keeping those starches intact to create a good a good. Brew. So it was made for distilling. It was made for distilling. I don't it's think crazy. they were worried about this crap in the 1300s. And so, the, so what do you, you do? You think they had a Dr. Scotch back there? Listen, we're going to get this barley. So this you, is what's going to happen? So you get the, the Sheldon back here in the corner. <laughs> so you so um, oh, oh D D C. Thank you. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Cheers. So the um. The multi process creates those yes, enzymes. Hmm. Barley's great at it. Rye's pretty good at it. Oats are really bad. Corn is, they don't even malt corn. I mean, it just doesn't, it doesn't add any value. But if you're doing a high, a high non-malted content, oh. so an, uh, a pot still whiskey has to have greater than 30% malted barley and the rest is whatever else grain. You might not have enough enzymes from that 30% oh. malted barley to convert all the starches. Right. So what's happening in the malting process, you're not actually converting the starches there, you're creating the enzymes, then, then when you it mash it, it will actually chew up those enzymes. So that's why you'll take, you'll take the malted barley, you'll grind it up, release all those enzymes, put it in a pot of hot water, and those enzymes start chewing that sh those starches down into sugar. And it's the sound of music. And now that's fermentable sugars, and that's the key. So you're saying they can add enzymes then? They can. In, in Irish whiskeys, you can add enzymes. That's why in scotch, you're going to have a lot higher barley content. 
because they're not you can't add any enzymes. That's a big the difference. The only place you can get enzymes is from that multi-particle that So you basically, have. all natural. No, wait, wait. So where are you getting it when you, if you're just going to add some, can you just buy some of that stuff? No, yeah. On the it's, you, can go to, you can go to Google and find enzymes all get the out. Yeah, you got to go buy some enzymes. Brew, brew beers. You I want you to go buy man. some and beer brewers put it in Sean's drink. Yeah. I'm doing it, dude. You're drinking some enzymes next week. Why am I? Why am I drinking enzymes? I don't, no, I don't want to. Your body, <laughs> your body, body creates amylase in your in your saliva. You don't need to. They start breaking down starches in your saliva. You don't need to drink it. Really? What happened? Shani got really big all of a sudden. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all so, sugar. so then those enzymes. Let's go to the next uh, slide here, where we talk through. Right there, here. Uh, there. Okay. So what you have on the bottom there is starch. What? Uh, Give me a second. Hold on. There it is. You have starch, which is a great way to pack sugar. I mean, it's this long chain, and then there you have amylase and amylopectins that have all these branch chains of, of glucose. So if, if you look, each of those little hexagons is a glucose molecule. And mm. the um, oh, yeast can't break down that big, long chain. It can only break down two and three glucose molecules at most. One, two, or three glucose. So you, what you see there on the starch molecule is 100 uh, glucose all stuck together. But yeast can't do anything with that. So you need the enzymes, well, I think that may be on the next one, um, I think. No, there. You need uh, enzymes to start breaking that starch down. So those enzymes are breaking, breaking the chains in, in the middle of that chain, breaking it down into those glucose and maltose that you see in the bottom, and that is what yeast can use to make sure. It's so it's like alcohol. that game. So the enzymes in, are the booster. Elementary school used to hold hands and then someone break their... Exactly. That's what's going on. Red Rover. Exactly red Rover. You're Red Rover in this. <laughs> red Rover. So if you don't have amylase... You're just Red Rover, Dr. Scott. You have, you have no, no sugar and you have no alcohol. Right. Wow. This right. is super geeky. Right. Yeah. But this, is, but this is true. I mean... It, 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 this, is, this is the science behind distillering. Distillering. Distillery. 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 That's Distillery. Distillery. You should have a drink, Doctor. I should have a drink. Yeah. This, this is delicious, by the way. Let's talk it, about that it drink is real quick. We wow. should bring Andrew back. You should have a sip, though, before you go. Ahead, have a sip first, and then bring Andrew back. We'll, we'll, we'll bring him back in real quick. Dude, that was pretty geeky, but thank you for uh, enlightening so, us. You have to trust enzymes to create your whiskey. Mm. Where do you That's go? Kind of musky. <laughs> musky. It is. It's good. You know, like you know, that milk's gone bad. Andrew will like that. You can pour it right so. here. Bring him in there. Before Andrew gets <laughs> back, right, me this. Thanks, Dr. Scott. All right, see y'all. Hey, guys. Hey, what's going on? It's yeah, timing time. right there. Dr. Scott's come through? He, he did. He, man, he geeked out, too. See, it there's this little glass here. What, what's in this? Nothing crazy. Uh, monkey he shoulder. Did, he didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, bring it to me. You pour it. This is good. So nope. let me pull up the uh, agenda again. So, so there. When you get down to the geek level between Irish that and Scotch whiskey, awesome. there there is some major differences going on in mm -hmm. what they do and what what's done across the aisle. I mean, it's actually it's huge difference, um, and it explains a lot of the the flavor profile differences. I mean, everybody says Irish is what more. Smooth, yep. and that has to do with the distillation process, and but the it also has to do with the grains yep. you're using and the ingredients you're putting in it yep. um, that Scotch can't do because of their regulations and their protections uh, on their their product. Mm -hmm. So it's it's that's really interesting. So um, now, who's a better whiskey? Well, I think it's interesting. <laughs> Fair question. Looking I, back from a historical a perspective, you had Irish doing their thing for a long, long time, and the 
coffee still, you know, anytime you in, introduce industrialization, it changes the game. It right? does. And so that kind of was a disruptive pattern. But now we've settled into kind of a new pattern over the past, you know, 100 years or whatever. And scotch is much more restrictive in the things that they allow yes. and the things that you can do versus Irish have a, a little bit more leeway yeah, in what they can and yeah. what they can produce. And so I think it's interesting. It, it will definitely be interesting to see as things go forward if, you know, the scotch, well, I mean, like they just opened up their barreling, you know, a little bit to, to kind of introduce some new things. Mm -hmm. I, I just think it'll be interesting to see if it changes over time. I'm sure it will. So I have a question. So obviously we're Scotch Fort. I mean, we know a lot about Scotch, and I still think we just barely touch the surface of all the yep. distillers out there and, and bottles, et cetera. But to your point, like they have, maybe they do have more freedom. I don't know much about Irish whiskeys, you know, the basics. Is there more of a variety then? Are we seeing, do you think there's a lot more of Irish than there is of Scottish? I, 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 ironically enough, there's not as many Irish distilleries. I mean, in, in Ireland, you have uh, one distillery making multiple labels, almost like you do here in the bourbon mm -hmm. world, right? Right. And you don't see that nearly as much on the Scotch side. You know, no. usually Scotch, there's a distillery <clears throat> and they put out one. Now, there's a couple exceptions. Loch Lamond puts out some, right? But I think in Ireland, it happens a lot more. So there probably is some variety there. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. They are, they do have wider regulations, but I think the flavor breadth is not as wide as scotch because I think they they didn't do barrel finishing as much until recently. Yeah, that you You almost have no peated Irish whiskeys. It's allowed. There are a few. Connemara's one. We've yep. had that. Yeah, we've had that but one. But it, it's almost not ever done. Right. It's just not a thing. They, well, because their profile isn't towards that well yeah, you know exactly I mean? that's the thing so it, it's a tradition the the um i would say the scotch tradition is a broader flavor profile than the irish tradition doesn't mean they can't okay. do it they just right well, let's talk about that it. for a second so let's let's talk about some bottles we have here this is a decent little representation mm -hmm. of irish whiskeys oh, what do yeah. you think a couple we don't have the normal jameson is probably yep. the most known Irish whiskey out there, I would think. Well, we yeah, have Bushmills in the back. We do have a Bushmills. This is not a normal Bushmills, but it is a Bushmills. Bushmills is out there as well. And, and Redbreast is probably another so one. So we do have a Redbreast yep. here. Um, and then, you know, you've got some of the other ones like Green Spot, Red Spot. Middleton. Middleton. Now, but when you say those, but those you, are more. They, those are all made almost at the same distillery. So it's yeah. Jameson, Middleton, Red Spot, you know, Green Spot, Yellow Spot, well, now Blue Spot. Because they went down to basically there was a bottleneck. It was like an extinction level event of Irish distilleries. It was, and, That's and they went down to just a couple left. It's true. And those couple, I think it was like Jameson, Powers, Bushmills, and Bushmills, got together as a, a consortium basically they, for survival purposes um but uh, you know now you're starting to see a little bit more variety come into the market and i think Definitely. depending on the level of interest and excitement i mean bourbon's huge all over the world right now scotch has been huge for a long time i think there's a lot of uh a lot of interest in other whiskey markets and I think Irish is taking advantage of that. I mean, you see them upping their capacity. They're putting out new products, you know, like Blue Spot, you know, yeah, and, and things like that, you know, uh, that, that you haven't seen for a long time. So I, I think that they're really trying to gin up interest in the market. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if that leads to new distilleries. I, I think they're going to start playing more and more. I mean, they have to, right? I mean, because... 
mean, they, they got a lot of celebrities even making Irish whiskeys these days. So they're they're starting <laughs> yes. to do well. So, I put mean, their name on Irish whiskey. whatever, right? Yeah. But, but they're starting they're starting to play just like Scotland scotches. They're starting to play with more of you know finishing and getting a little extraness because they they have to because it's not the same wheelhouse as what it used to be. So they want to. They got a lot younger audience drinking, you know, darker whiskeys these days. So let's let's make it interesting and be bridal. One thing that I notice about Irish whiskeys, not saying all of them, but by and large, the vast majority of them bottle at forty percent. And we didn't talk about that. Is that you true? Know, I mean, I, from my experience, forty. The ex take out the, the special bottlings, yes, 40, 40, 40, 40. Well, um, this is even 40. I bet you this one, this one is 43. 43. It's a little special, but, yeah. you know, but they're lower. But that, that's kind of what Irish is about, right? It's, it's more of that even tone, smoother, it appears easier to be, yeah. drink. I mean, it's it seems like smoother. it. smoother, I mean, which is going to be more approachable at 40. But I, I think there's a more variety in ABV in Scotland. Uh, now, mind you, they probably have, well, not probably, they do have a much more breadth of variety to offer as far as labels and, and brands, right? Yeah. Um, but yep. honestly, when I see a bottle of Irish, I assume right off the bat it's 40 because yeah, a pretty damn good chance it that's is. Pretty, yeah, it's a pretty yeah. good guess. So let's talk about taste profiles. We I know we're kind of getting a little bit crazy here, but I mean, is there... I mean, I feel like there's kind of a profile with Irish whiskey there in a is. sense, right? When you when you drink your Irish whiskey, you're like that. you can probably say and call it out. I think versus Scotch, for the yeah, most part. Well, Dep I guess it depends on which one. It is. I, I don't know if head to head I could compare. I could differentiate an Irish from a, a lighter Scotch. That that would be an interesting. So that's that's show. what one thing that would be interesting to see is, you know, if one of the the common adjuncts to um, to Irish whiskey is like is oats because I know oats essentially have they have no enzymes in them when you uh, well then typically you don't malt them either so you need that extra enzyme to, to break down the sugars within and the starches within um, within an, uh, an oat but it does add a much creamier mouthfeel and and you know that's why you know I have an oatmeal stout beer because it adds a great body to the to the whiskey or to to the beer that then comes over in the whiskey okay. Okay, that makes sense yeah. to me. So there's a reason for it. And but you said that oats don't have, you know, they're not going to produce any, any starches, right? So sugars. No, they, they will. If you add the enzymes, Okay. they will convert okay. those starches okay. to sugars okay. and they're still okay. fermentable. But so they're not, <laughs> but they're not uh, able to do it as well by themselves. I no, see. they can't. That's why you have that's to why enzymes. Have to, okay, yeah. that makes sense to me. All right, thanks. So yeah. I was going to ask you, then, still good how meal. does it impart in, in the flavor of the distillate? Like well, then, but it's got it's got additional proteins and things in it. Right. That are okay. So when they're making the wort, is it a longer process since they're adding the enzymes? They haven't a lot of the grains that are in there haven't started the process of converting. Yeah, I was looking that up today, and, and actually during the malting process, not that much of the sugars are converted. Forty six. Because they kill it before. Because if if the if it converts it all the way down to glucose then the sprout takes it and you don't want to do that gotcha you want to create the enzymes and stop it because then when you malt malt it then you the enzymes take their time and that's why you steep it for several hours while the enzymes do their work and that's where the peat comes in and right the, so <laughs> correction hang on since i the the writing's so small i can't read the <clears throat> braille right here so let me read 
Okay, that's actually 46% ABV, and it's rum cask finish. I, so the, the Braille tells me that. The yeah, bottom. you can taste it. Well, and so, so what, I, what I think I can't, is going to go. Me. You tell me, boss. That's actually pretty good. I, I would say that Irish has the greatest potential to develop a, a broad flavor profile for Irish whiskeys than anyone else really because good. they have a, a much wider variety of ability with grains. They have a wider um, huh. capability with barrels and aging, and they age faster, so you can put it in that barrel for a short amount of time and get it out, out to the market. So so if Irish wanted to blow up and completely change their profile, they've got all the tools to do it. Tiny local. Tiny local. It is tiny Let local. me ask you this, it's, though. It's pretty good. Because they distill three times and make a lighter spirit, always, but, okay. uh, by and large, we'll say, yeah. do you think that that distillate will take will be affected more by wood. In other words, because it's been distilled more, it is a lighter spirit. Yes. Do you think it's more influenced by the wood than let's say a double distilled heavier spirit from Scotland? Yeah, I think a barrel would uh, affect it more. The, the barrel would have more percentage of flavor influence, yes, because of its distillate. Yeah. Because okay, I just guessing there. I, I would like to, to talk to somebody, you know, a master distiller that knows a little bit more. Because when you, when you, the more you distill it, the more of the heads and tails you cut out, which have all the flavor. If you're if you're distilling pure alcohol, it's basically there's, there's almost no flavor. Right. It's ever it's ever clear. I mean, it's it's moonshine. Right. Okay. So yeah. That's why so you got to you got to take those heads and tails to be able to now that first distillate typically from a pot, especially from a pot still, they take all of it. The only thing that they don't take is the water that's left in the pot. <laughs> okay. I mean, they really, because they, they want to boost right. their yield. Right, that's it's what it's that about. It's that second and third distillate where they start to cut out the heads and tails because they get some off flavors, the baby vomit and the, you know, some of those other sure. things they don't want. I mean, who doesn't like baby, baby vomit? I don't know. Yeah. This is, you like that. It's pretty good. It's, it's interesting, man. It's rum. So rum. That's I'm, that I'm actually appreciating the, the Irish whiskey so far. I've, I've not had too many well, of them. It's almost like we should do some of these. We need so to too. get into these. Maybe we could do an Irish whiskey for dummies review or something. Yeah, I think we need to start exploring some we more stuff, We need to figure guys. that out a wee bit. I'm all, I'm all for it. I honestly think Irish whiskeys are very approachable. Because of they their are. lightness, because and, of and their they're similar to our, our 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 world absolutely, absolutely. I will say, so I, I've I've had the Jameson fifteen so far, that Tullamore Dew twelve, and now the Teeling, and they are all extremely different whiskeys. Really, they very are. different. They are not as. Wow. I don't think the breadth of difference is quite as much as like an Isla to a Highland. But it's more like if you had three distilleries Ooh, in the Highland and they all have very different flavor profiles and, and unique things about them that make them very distinct, I think that's what you get. That's it's an interesting concept because we, we already know kind of, you know, flavor profiles kind of, you know, with our distilleries in Scotland, but I don't know anything over here. I'm wondering, is, is that kind of represent, representation of... Of Teeling versus the normal? No, because that's a rum finish. I think that one's different. I, this literally said this is a but small batch rum finish. It's rum super finish. sweet. But the mouthfeel, like the Tullamore Dew, had, had more of a creaminess about it. Uh, but they're all. And smooth. whereas the Teeling is almost a watery finish, but, but it's got the sweetness of the rum up front, and it's very interesting. Yeah, it so, definitely tastes like a rum. So, but when you picture the two islands next to each other, right? So in, in Scotland, you had distilleries all over the island, and there are regions. And those regions, 
Some are kind of they're the profile pieces. Ireland does not have that going on. No. As a matter of fact, when you look at where the, the few distilleries are in Ireland, one's way up north in Northern Ireland, okay? Bushnell's is way up there. Jameson's way down on the other side. Um, and that's really kind of what you get. You're getting different yeah, weather than I would there expect. Are, there aren't whiskey regions in Ireland. Right. Hunt that we know of, at least. Hunt that we know of, yeah. Well, I think we need to dig into that a little bit more. We should probably take right. a trip over there and ask. I think we should. I like the way you think. <laughs> I'm all for it. I love the Emerald Isle. So, there, so is it fair to say, well, I know the answer to this, that an Ardbeg versus, I don't know, a Red Rose. Oh, my God. Anything. That's not fair. How about a Glenfiddich 14 against an Iron? What's, what's the major differences between those two? I think I'd take that Red Breast 12 all day and every day. I'm just saying from looking at the two. I, Mash Bill. Um, would be one. Yeah. They're both aged, obviously. One's two years older than the other. One is bourbon finished. I don't know if Redbreast 12 has a... It says sherry undertones, so I've got to assume that it spends time... Partially finished, at least, yeah. Yeah, at least finished. And there, It's 40. What's the Glenfiddich? 40? It's got to be. Sherry undertones. So, do... Um, under. Is there... There's no different way to drink 43. Irish whiskeys, right? I mean, they need... And rocks, is there any, I mean, water, yeah. Uh, there is another way, and it's actually called a car bomb. Oh, that's right, what? a car bomb. Bum, bum, bum. We could uh, experiment with that. We could demonstrate. We could show you know what, use good Irish what an Irish car that, bomb yeah. is. We actually have a viewer, a subscriber, a patron, a very good friend, who would probably be able to demonstrate it much better than I think he does once, we. one a week. <laughs> a week? I wish we had him on. I wish we had him. We and he would drop and go. Come on in, do it. <laughs> but I mean, I'm but there's a difference between there is, these two. Absolutely, I mean, there's a sure. difference I mean, between. So I guess um, going like, back to the original topic, and then we're going to start hitting comments and talk about the giveaway. But the difference between Irish and Scotch whiskey is a lot, actually. There's quite a bit going on, right? Mm -hmm. It's got unique profiles to them both. But I would think it goes back to kind of not just the history, but really the distillation, the ingredients, how it's distilled, how it's how it's matured, um, the length of maturity, and then um, what am I missing? Enzymes. I mean, that's that's a big thing too. Well, I my my view, I think the reason the mash bills are different, I think, is because of what you're talking about the tax man. I don't think the um, the Scottish tax man ever. Ever well, because they went off of alcohol and not the grain, so it didn't matter what you were distilling. So they used the best grain possible for their distillate. Exactly. Does Irish whiskey use E one hundred and fifty? Yes, they can use E one hundred and fifty and water. They're both both Scotch and Irish are allowed to use E one hundred and fifty A and water to adjust the color. I can't say I've ever paid attention or seen an Irish bottle that says natural color. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I really Why don't you try some of the special? I will. Uh, I'm going to finish this off. But I, uh, before we get done with this, I want you, and I'm asking you to do this because I know I'm not going to be able to taste the difference. Actually, all three of you can. I want you guys to marry these two up. These are both same distillery. Tolmore, one is a Oloroso finish. One mm. is their. It straight. would be interesting to so see if there's a. Tell me a big. Can first of all foundation. Can you, can you taste the foundation and can you taste right. the difference? I know I'm not going to. I'm getting a little bit. My flavors, my, my taste is coming back slowly but surely, but it's definitely not going to be able to pick out that difference. So I, I, I want to try that right, teal, so though, especially pour, with you said mouthfeel. I'm going to pour a glass with the Olo. I just need a mark somehow. 
Because they're basically the same color. I think it's going to be a different glass. Use a small one. I'll, for the regular well, I want, I want it the same. I want the, uh, all the same. Oh, you're going to We, we got to stick use these two? Ola will be the red one. So I think we are close enough to at least while you guys are pouring. Sure. Sean, why don't you dive into these? Uh, awesome. Can you scroll up a little bit? Or? Yeah. Right. What do we got? My gosh, We got man. a lot of people have been talking, so. So let's stream yeah, there's, uh, Oh, look so at there's this. Any, is there any questions what on here? I don't know uh, if we've got any eight. questions. The Irish whiskey. Oh, there's somebody who cracked open that 15-year-old Millennium Edition. Wait, cracked it on his out. wedding day. What? Nobody has that. Except... He did on his wedding day. Let me tell you, that is a wonderful bottle. I hope you still have a little bit left. If you didn't, I hope you enjoyed every last drop. Good for you. So, uh, Eric Waite said that Ireland is now making comeback with 30 plus distilleries, but most are fairly new. And that's 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 kind of what I'm hearing as well. That makes me happy. I think we should Um, open one. I'm down with that. There's an opportunity, uh, boys. Let's do it. (laughs) And I, I love whiskey regions like that. And I mean... You know, kind of the whole history of whiskey is kind of that boom and bust cycle and, you know, regions come and go in and out of favor, um, just like different alcohol types come in and out of favor. Right. So, you want yeah. to give me a glass, Andy? I like the I actually system, am though. really, That's it great. makes me happy oh, to hear some of these comments care. about, you know, the, the distilleries in Rolling Ireland popping roll. back up. I would love back nothing more than to see Ireland have as many, or at least percentage-wise to size, of Ireland distilleries too. I, it deserves it. You know there could be a, a vast variety of whiskeys coming out of Ireland if you just had more competition. Um, it, thanks to Bushmills and Jameson and Powers for, you know, coming together and saving it and keeping it alive yeah, they and going. Saved, they saved an industry. But uh, there's opportunity there for some really interesting, good Irish whiskey to start coming back out, around. The nose between these two is amazingly different. Oh, totally. I expect well, and, that. And so, I expect interesting, that. this, this Tomardu triple distilled is non-age, non-finished, or at least non-descriptive finish. Right, this is their core. Screw, this screw is top. The, yep. Yeah, I mean, it's... This is the 12-year-old. Where did you get this from? What place that you did? I can okay. totally taste yeah. the similarity between You can the taste the oh, foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Dry no, I, I, I would say neither of them has a, has a great... It's um, a little cork. A, a great finish. I, I'd you say know, the is better, but, that's I, nose, but the yeah. the Oloroso nose is heads and tails better. Yeah. But I enjoyed both of them. Like I, 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 I have not had a Scotch. I've not. I'm sorry. I've not had an Irish whiskey yet that has had the nose. One like holy crap. There's a lot going on. It feels like they're all very light, delicate, and delicate. Is a good word. Yes. Uh, that Oloroso nose right there has a little that's, bit more. This, going this on. is the Oloroso. But right I would say, I I'm always shocked when I take a sip like this Tullamore do the the just standard issue Um, the nose isn't great at all Um, it actually felt it smells a little a little uh, like cereal grains yeah it didn't have a very good nose but uh, when you take a sip it's actually very pleasant I mean it's it's it's, got a better mouthfeel it's a a little bit of lemon and citrus and and some light honeysuckle and um, so I mean it's got a very pleasant flavor profile it's enjoyable but i don't get any of the stuff that i get on the palate on the nose it's very it's almost closed off i guess ironically enough i get the i get the abv difference i I honestly i get an abv burn on the teeling but it's like it's just like drinking watered honey (laughs) my brother-in-law absolutely this is his favorite irish whiskey it's not bad this one right here it's not bad Uh, but there's not a lot of flavor going on 
I don't okay. mind it. It's been a while since I've had it, and I, it's very, it's very. I don't smooth. mind it. It's like nothing. That's what Irish whiskey's known for, right? Yeah. I mean, this smells like like gum, fruit gum, or something. The, okay, there's something in the mid palate of that that is is unique. I need to go through it again. I really think it's because of the grain bill of the whiskey, because it's got a, a creaminess to it a little bit, and it's uh, who who produces Tullamore? Do you know? Do you know? Is this out of Jameson? Is this? A, I don't. This this feels. I can't even read. Okay, this is this is like um, the Oloroso is like. <laughs> you're right. It's very. It's, it's the same foundation with, with with a little squirt of that water flavoring stuff. You know, like great mio mio. That's what it tastes like. I mean, just it doesn't taste like Oloroso that I know Oloroso. It tastes like artificial flavoring. Oh, that's true. You know what I'm saying? It's not. I mean, poor. It's not. It's not melded well. Like this. It's Oloroso. Oh, That's the difference. Well, so, and, and you mentioned the one peated Irish whiskey that we've had, mm. Connemara, right? Yeah. Yep. And I remember that bottle was down here, and none of y'all would drink it. Terrible. We drank it. You and I drank it. Ugh, Damn right we terrible. did. Terrible. Killed that, that bottle. That was fine. Like any man. other bottle that comes on this oh. bar. <laughs> Tom R's got the right idea. Uh oh. Like he done said raffle. <laughs> Tom oh. R wants to see this happen. All right, <laughs> might, let me get going. He's yeah, ready. We only had seven minutes, so we might have so to take a give little it away? past 11. So let's talk about just what this is. So first of all, let me back up before we even get to that, as, as Drew's getting set up. Tom actually um, gifted us two bottles many, many moons ago, right? This is way back early in Scotch for Dummies, and yep. he had come down to visit and wanted to see the, the bar. Came down to the bar. Um, and he brought two gifts with him, and we still have them. That's how good Barrel. they are. You can see uh, how empty that is, yeah. This Bushmills Millennium Malt uh, was distilled in 75, and it was, is that, is that what he said? Yeah, yeah distilled, distilled in, in 75, 75. And bottled for the Millennium. And bottled for the Millennium. To this day, this is my wife's favorite. She had a sample. I, I, this, she's, this is as good as it gets in her world. This, this is an incredible whiskey. Great Bushmills. He also yep. gave us another Millennium bottle. Yep. Jameson did something very similar and bottled this 15-year-old um, for the Millennium. And it is bottled at 40%, 15-year-old, uh, and it is another exception. It's very, it's, very good. It, it's, you're not going to find it. They, it's one and done. My, my um, father, who's a big Irish whiskey guy, he really likes that Yeah. Bottle. Exactly. He's so a, he, he likes it. We are going to raffle off a, a sample of this. Uh, the owls can deliver it? it to pretty much anywhere. Jameson 15 Millennium bottle, pure pot still, limited edition, Keep triple typing. distilled. <laughs> I can't get. Uh, Jameson 15. There you go. That works enough, right? That, millennium. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Sure. So type Millennium because it's not just a yeah, normal Jameson 15. Yeah, it's not just a Jameson 15. It's. It was bottled in 2000. Well, 2000, wasn't it? The people that are on here. We're going to no. be the only ones who have a chance. Right, right. They, they know so, it. Um, so this is, we have enough of this one left over to be able to uh, to give away a sample. So um, for those of you that are still at the show, um, at 55 minutes in, make sure you type raffle exclamation point. Exclamation point raffle. Exclamation point raffle. Oh, I got just a timer for it. It's going to be too long. Um, to, to get in on this, yeah, like a five uh, raffle. <laughs> if you happen to win it, you're going to be happy. Trust me. It's delicious. Let's do it. And we actually owe a uh, hearty you. cheers and, and thank you and, and happy St. Patrick's Day to Tom. For Give a second, Tom. You're too soon. Wait for the bot to start it. Tom, you, you, um, 
you gave us these bottles a long time ago. I'm thrilled that we still have them, but well, I think one's dying tonight, uh, and the other's getting a sample sent out. So All right, now you can... Okay, go forth and... Oh, is already in there, too? Of course he is. Yeah. Exclamation mark raffle. <laughs> Do it up. Uh, so, look, at the Can't end of the day, guys, play. I think we definitely need this to get more into the Irish whiskey and find out more about too. who they are and what they too. are. I mean, obviously, we, we just covered the, the history, the, the flyby. But Something else, too, by the way, we should get into? Oh! Some, how about some bourbon? Some bourbon? Well, well that's, 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 that's a rye. rye. That's, that's a rye. rye but we, it's, that's a, it's, it's, a, it's an entry level. <laughs> Balcones rye. It'll be fun, man. It'll be fun. Exactly like that. Uh, but no, we. I think I think you're going to start seeing a little bit more of a variety from us account. too to understand. Because I'm I'm ready to start learning some more stuff. Yep. Well, and honestly, I mean to bring it back home to Scotch for Dummies, it, it's going to help us on our journey in Scotch to better understand Appreciate whiskey it. from a better from a bigger picture. Yep. What what's going on outside of our world, and it, mm. it'll help us appreciate our world more. Which one? Um, what yeah, you red got? breast. That's good. I just put some oh, red breast. Well, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. a great bottle. Yeah, you can't really go wrong good. with that. Wow. There's some diehard red best friends out there. <laughs> yeah, super diehard. And I, I mean, my my father, he's a huge red breast guy. That's good. That's that's an everyday drinker right there. That's oh, like, for sure. Yeah. Very approachable too for someone who's not a whiskey fan. Multi. That that can actually come into it, what's get price, something out of it. What's the price point on that? Uh, Forty-five bucks. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, uh, I'm taking a guess. I think do, like do you remember what the Tullamore Dew 12 So this or? Tullamore Dew 12, this is a limited edition type thing, though. This was 54 bucks today. Oh, wow. Now this, yeah. the Tullamore Dew regular That's green label is, yeah, this 20, so yeah. 30 bucks. Price. Yeah. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, this is, when you get your taste back, you're not going to appreciate it. <laughs> right? It's <laughs> no. bad. It's not great. It's, it's not just, horrible, but it, it, it tastes Compared to this. I, this is much better. You no, like the green no, I think it's much better. Yeah, ah. because the sugary in this one is, throws me off. I, I had to try it. I'll be honest with you. You're absolutely right. That's why I bought it. Because I was like, oh, I got to get something for the show tonight. And I'm like, Oloroso. It's, but it's I, not the what Oloroso like you're okay. thinking of. <laughs> I didn't mind it. Yeah. I thought it was okay. But I think the undertones description is a good way to to put it. It's not a sherry bomb. It's, right. It's got a hint, a sprinkle. Spent bourbon barrels. That's what I'm tasting in the, in the, and the, in and that the one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so yeah. you get a little bit of oak, but a little bit of bourbon influence, vanillas, yeah, honey, yeah. Yeah. No pine, though. So no is, pine. Is, these guys are, are doing the raffle. How much time do we have left on the raffle? Uh, hopefully, Forty minutes. Okay. Not much. Um, I do want to. Two minutes. You know, let's let's wrap up a little bit about what's going on. April eleven. April eleven is our big conversion day, right? So April eleven is our first live on a Sunday. So that's when we make the move from Thursday nights to Sunday night, uh, Sunday afternoons, two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our first guest that's going to be on the show is from Scotland. She's a uh, she's a master distiller over there. That's, that's um, enough. Don't say anymore. I'm going to reserve it and leave it at that. But it's, it's a secret. We've got a lot of good things going on. The the whole um, format of the show is gonna is gonna change a little bit, and we're gonna up the uh, production value. But we're gonna actually have hopefully have some more guests from from Europe and get that those folks in involved in the conversation. Not that you guys need help with the conversation, <coughs> but anyway, I want to make sure everyone knows about that. We're going to maintain Thursday nights. Yep. 
for our patrons and for us and for and us for us and, and let's let's switch out we're going to maintain thursday nights for us and our patrons and because i patrons are going to join in yeah yeah we're doing live shows and special game shows they're going to be throwing darts with us watching movies with us on thursday <laughs> nights it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to get drunk on thursday nights with them amen but are on we, sunday yeah we don't get yeah. drunk on, but on sunday but we sundays get... it's going to be it's going to be more professional professional we're we're cha we're upping our game. We're not going to just be a review channel. We're going to get more innovative. We're going to get more informative. We're going to get right. more educational. A little more in um, depth. More in depth, and we're growing. We're not going to be just doing scotch. Right. Ooh. We're going to start uh, stretching ourselves out into American bourbon, uh, maybe Japanese, obviously Irish. some Irish. The journey is expanding go. and going forward. Um, and. We don't know what it's going to spawn and what it's going to create, but nevertheless, <laughs> will you have a live on Thursday the 8th or will the first be on live? I would say the first is the last live show on Thursday because... Someone just made a command decision. Well, because like the Thursday of the 8th is a planning, is a planning session, session right. for, for the patrons. Yeah. So if you're not a patron... You right, so <laughs> those Thursday nights, we're, we're going to be cracking Wait. bottles. We're going to let our hair down a little bit more, have some fun. But we're also going to use it more of a planning session towards about a month out on our live shows. In other words, patrons, you're steering the ship. Where do you sure, want to yeah, see yeah. us go? You want to see a, a Japanese whiskey? All right, let's do a Japanese. You know, it's giving you guys a little more creative control over the content on the Fair Sunday enough. lives. Um and, and we'll actually share some of the guests and what, what we have going on in the background. Heck, we might even hand one of you guys the keys and let you drive a show if that's what you really what? want to do. Um, that, that's always open for... for that's know, right, Tom, it is. Available. <laughs> but you guys got to step up for it. So anyway, go big time. <laughs> we'll, we'll, let, we'll let that one for you, Eric. But let's go ahead and oh do uh, our winner, guys. You ready? Yeah. So what's three, the winner getting again? To Jameson 15 Millennial Bottle. Sample of... The winner is Stephen Rogers. Rogers. Stephen Rogers, speak welcome, up now. welcome. There you go, man. Excellent. Stephen I, I Rogers. I believe he's a patron. Yep. Stephen Rogers. Yep, yep. If you're a patron, we already have your email address. But why don't you email, email us? Email us so he remembers to ship it yes. to you. Email us what? at scotchfordummies <laughs> at gmail.com with an address that an oh, owl can drop the sample yeah, off sure to that. you. I did not. Ah, congratulations, Stephen. That's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're giving a sample of this away. Yep. Um, so Irish whiskey. First of all, fun night. Happy yeah, St. Patrick's Day, boys. Yeah. Um, it, it, honestly, it was a cruddy one because we didn't get out and just go get I'm wearing, pissed. I'm not wearing green, but whatever. You kind of are. But sort of nevertheless, I think it was probably a cruddy St. Patrick's Day for many people because of the current situation. So I'm not going to down about that. I think this was an awesome topic. I learned a shit yep. ton, to be honest with I you. I did too. There's a lot more to go. Um, yeah, we've had Steven on, he's been on the Zoom calls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited so, for yeah. him. Oh, yeah. um, so that's a great one, man. Very cool. Anyway, we have a patron oh. post show to, sh to shoot up what you got there. Nice. Yeah, nice. We're going to take a zebra down on the post show. Yeah, we I are. Like Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, we are. All right, gentlemen. Fun show. Hey, I learned a lot. I'm actually looking forward to getting into more Irish, maybe even some bourbon and everything else. So, Did I see a molecule? A molecule? Oh, you think right there? What? What's that? Oh anyway, my gosh! Don't get him started. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Anyway, cheers. Great show tonight. Thanks for show uh, for tuning in and, and hanging out with us for an hour. Hope you guys learned a little bit about Irish, guys. We'll see you next time. Cheers. 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 cheers.